At Hendricks Regional Health, patient experience is at the core of everything we do. That's why we proudly present Health Talks with HRH. Here's Melanie Cole. Illness, injury, or medical emergencies can happen any day at any time, and that's why Hendricks Regional Health offers a full-service emergency department as well as two convenient immediate care centers with extended weekday and weekend hours. My guest today is Dr. David Farman. He's an emergency room physician with Hendricks Regional Health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Farman. So how does somebody know whether they should go to an urgent care, call their doctor, or rush off to the emergency room? Well, that's a great question, Thanks for asking. There is a lot of overlap between those three sections of healthcare delivery, uh, between the urgent care, the primary care physician, and the emergency department. And sometimes it's difficult to know uh, where someone should actually end up. And so I think that uh, there are some good rules of thumb that you can take. Uh, one is if it's significantly after hours and you know your primary care office will be closed, um, you can certainly look at the urgent care calendar if it's a minor complaint. Uh, but if it's one in the morning, there aren't very many places that are open other than the emergency department. So if you've got a significant concern and it's one or two in the morning, come on in and see me. I, I just work nights. Um, if you are kind of on the fence and it's during the day uh, about what your symptoms might be, if it's something that you've had before in the past and it's more of an ongoing issue, certainly I would call the primary care provider first. If it's something that you have to use your own good judgment on this, if it's something that you feel is a little bit more minor, something like a, an upper respiratory tract infection or perhaps a sprained ankle, uh, certainly an urgent care would be an appropriate place to seek care. Uh, the emergency department is a fantastic place that has the capabilities of taking care of all sorts of critical illness, and certainly we can take care of the more minor things as well. But if you're having significant chest pain, belly pain, or have a significant injury, we're probably the place for you. So then let's discuss that. What's, what do you tell patients about the differences? What should they, symptom-wise, be aware of that would send them right to the emergency room as opposed to seeking out urgent care or calling their doctor first? Uh, it is a challenge. And when people have looked, there are actually researchers who look at this, when people have looked at utilization of the emergency department, what they find is that a lot of the things that come in through the front door at first blush could very well be a significant emergency. It's not until after testing has been done that we discover that, in fact, it's something that the patient can probably go home with, whether that be chest pain or belly pain. Um, if you are having chest pain and you have a strong family history of heart disease or if you are someone who has had a history of heart attacks or coronary artery disease before in the past, and certainly the emergency department is the place for you. Uh, if you go to the urgent care, I bet they'll be sending you right over to the ER um, if you have a history such as that. If you're having significant shortness of breath, I would say that is almost always something that should drive you to the emergency department because that can be a very, uh, very significant complaint um, or symptom. If you are um, losing consciousness or <laughs> have uh, had an episode where you actually have lost consciousness, Hopefully your family or uh, if you regain consciousness, you yourself would find a way over to CS and ER too. Those are, those are some of the three big ones that um, I say are, are very rarely treated appropriately at the urgent care at the primary care office. What's the difference between the urgent care and the emergency room? 
Sure. So uh, the Emerge Department is staffed by folks who are board certified and board trained in emergency medicine, which is a specialty in and of itself. What that requires is additional training after medical school in critical procedures and in taking care of the critical patient. In the emergency department, we are uh, driven by an interest in taking care of the critically ill patient. So that's something that we do very well. Uh, For things that are more chronic in nature, we frankly are probably not the best trained to take care of those. And sometimes that's the primary care provider who is uh, the most well-versed in taking care of those. So if you come to the emergency department with something that has been going on for some time or has been managed elsewhere, we just may not be the ones who are as well-versed in the management of those chronic issues. Um, The emergency department also is a uh, building that's attached to the hospital. So if you get admitted to the hospital, you have lots of uh, capabilities for uh, fancier imaging, fancier testing than you would have at an urgent care. So things like CAT scans, um, labs, respiratory therapy, all of those things are available in the emergency department. It may not be available at an urgent care. Dr. Farman, parents, you know we're all kind of nuts, but we want to call 911. We don't want to ever call 911. But what should we know about emergency rooms and our children? When is it time to call 911? Or when is it time to take our children to the emergency room? Because parents, maybe if a child is vomiting, worry that that's a time. What do you want parents to know about bringing their children in? Sure. First off, I'd say that uh, we're always open and we're always available. Um, and I tell parents that come into the emergency department that very thing. Sometimes it's hard to know uh, whether your child is sick and needs to be admitted to the hospital. And being a parent myself, I've certainly been in those same situations where you're looking at your child and you're wondering, well, is now the time we go or, or is now not the time? It's a challenging situation. So it's always okay to, to bring your child in, and we're always happy to take a look. Um, a couple of the things that I want to discuss would be kind of a fever fear. Um, I would say most emergency physicians would say that there's not a number when it comes to a temperature that is necessarily worrisome. There's some that would get our attention, but uh, it's not the height of the fever as much as it is the appearance of the child. Um, oftentimes, a viral illness can cause a temperature up to 104, 105 degrees, but if the child is running around smiling and playing, I wouldn't worry as much about the temperature as I would about the countenance of the child. Uh, Secondly, when it comes to something like vomiting and diarrhea, you're more likely to get dehydrated from diarrhea than you are from vomiting. Uh, Oftentimes, these things do run their course on their own, and uh, pushing just a little bit of sips of fluids at home will be enough to get the child over the hump. But if the child is acting lethargic or not urinating, uh, or if it hasn't improved after 12 hours or so, then certainly that would be something to consider coming into the emergency department for. And uh, one of the big ones, if the child is ever lethargic or uh, has a decreased level of responsiveness, I don't care what time of day that is, I need to see that child. So people are sometimes afraid to come to the emergency room for fear that you docs will yell at them if it's not something, and you must have heard this before, but if someone's suffering from chest pain, for example, then they're worried if it's not a heart attack that they did the wrong thing by coming to the ER. Clear that up for us. Well, hopefully no one's ever yelled at anyone um, at our emergency department. I'm sure that's not true, but it should be a judgment-free zone. Um, As physicians, we have a certain 
area of expertise that we shouldn't expect the general patient population to have. So um, if they come in with a concerning complaint, we need to treat that complaint with respect. And ultimately, what I tell folks is that if I don't find anything, that's good. You don't want me to find something. You don't want me to find out that you're having a heart attack or a blood clot. As an emergency room physician, Dr. Farman, what do you want people to bring with them? When they come to the emergency room, what do you think is the most important bits of information you need from people? Communication is paramount to having a good experience in the emergency department. If you're someone who speaks a foreign language or needs an interpreter, um, if you could bring someone, that'd be fantastic. Uh, Sign language interpreters are uh, very useful. We have the capabilities to um, get interpreters in the emergency department, but uh, occasionally that can take some time. And if it's a time-dependent illness, and having an interpreter with you would be fantastic. The other part of communication is that if you're um, if you have an elderly parent or perhaps a child, then certainly um, having someone there with them that can assist with giving history and past medical history is very very useful. And also in that same vein, having a list of medication is very, very helpful. So what I tell folks is that um, I want them to, if they have more than one or two medications and they have a hard time remembering specifically the names of those medicines, I would ask them to write all of their medicines and the doses down on a note card and just shove it in their purse or shove it in their wallet. And that way when they come to the ER, they can pull out that piece of paper and we can look at it without having to try to call four or five pharmacies to try to track down their medication list. That's great advice. In just the last few minutes, doctor, please give your best advice about people considering going to the ER, when they should do that, and why they should come to Hendricks Regional Health for their care. Well, if you're considering going to the emergency department, take your symptoms seriously. If you're having significant chest pain and you're past medical history is concerning for having coronary disease or if you have a strong family history of coronary disease, if you're having stroke-like symptoms, if you're having unusual shortness of breath, if you've had a loss of consciousness, if you have a significant injury such as a broken arm or something you think might be broken, or if it's after hours and your urgent care or your primary care doctor isn't open, uh, please do consider coming to the emergency department and I would certainly advise you for those first things to come. Don't wait. Call 911 if you need to and come on in and see us. I would say one of the advantages of what we do at Hendricks Regional is that we have a um, very patient-centered emergency department. Um, We have one of the best door-to-doctor times in the state. When you come into the emergency department, uh, you don't typically wait very long in the waiting room. We do a very good job of getting you back to the patient's room and getting seen by a physician, usually in less than 10 minutes from time of arrival to the, to the physician. And we also have excellent lab services and radiographic services where we get those things turned around very quickly. In other parts of the country, it's not unusual to spend four to six hours in an ER and our standard time is less than three. And we actually do a very good job on our times for getting people into the heart catheterization lab if you've got a, a heart attack or getting clot-busting medication on board if you have a stroke. And so I think that at Hendricks Regional Health, we actually do a a very good job, and we've been able to create an environment in our emergency department that 
not only treats people with respect, but also provides them with excellent top-notch medical care. And if we can't provide it to you here, we'll get you to where you need to be. We've got a helicopter on site. And, uh, we've got all the local amenities of tertiary care centers just down the road. So um, if you're considering an emergency department stay and or a visit in uh, central Indiana, I hope that you consider our, our facility and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. What great information, Dr. Farman. Thank you so much for being with us. You're listening to Health Talks with HRH. And for more information, you can go to Hendricks.org. That's Hendricks.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.